What's up? Hello. What's up? What's up? I, okay, all right. Come on, Martin. Favorite sitcom of life. Okay. Except for like the. Oh, really? Mine is Martin Collector. Regina. Yeah. Okay. All right. Today's kind of situation. This is Chi and this is Bree and welcome back to Charity. Mm. Well, you get all the tea. All the all the tea. Well, not really. It's more so like a taste. Oh, a taste of tea with Chi and Bree. Oh, come on. And we were British. I think I worked a lot better, but you know, who knows? Who cares? I'm weak. But yes, like we say all the time, we are just two girls out here trying to make it, and we're trying to make another podcast. Another podcast. And so for today, um, basically our topic of today, Brie, you want to share? Yeah. The topic for today is what they do not tell you in college. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> what they do not tell you in college. They didn't tell me a lot of stuff. They didn't tell me a lot of stuff. I'm low-key a little salty. Well, I'm like, I could have done, you know, way better than... But orientation you know, was a fluke. You could have just sent me that junk in an email. Come on, text me what orientation was with me about. I didn't waste the gas. I didn't travel from okay. Camden to here. My mama already mad. We just sitting there listening to y'all talk. And you don't even tell me what I need. What I need, need. Not what you want me to know, but okay. what I actually need. All right. So, today is going to be what they don't tell you in college. And before that, let us get into these life updates. Ooh. Okay. So, so... What's been going on? No! Oh my gosh, how long you do your life updates to, first? That means I have to tell too much of my life. But, okay, so basically what's been going on in my life, where do I begin? This look was pretty cool. Um, I remember telling you guys how I was starting F45, and so far, mm-hmm. F45 has been going really good for me. Um, I missed like two classes this week, but you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> but um, I actually lost four pounds. <gasps> yes! Come on, Lord. The Lord is moving. And so I lost four pounds. And I haven't really lost any inches, but I know I've been getting muscle because, ironically enough, my butt grew a whole inch. Oh. I know, right? But we do, like, a whole bunch of jumps and squats and, like, all types of stuff. Like, if you've ever done F45, you know what I'm talking about. Like, we jump all the time. Like, if there's an F45 where we don't jump, then somebody did something wrong in the system. Oh, no. Like we're always jumping. We're always doing some type of bottom weights, like a lot of just high interval everything. So I'm really excited about that. And honestly, my life has been good. I'm just trying to get more consistent in my YouTube channel. But outside of that, you know, my life has been pretty good. Okay. Pretty swell. Smooth sailing. Going to an indie video concert coming <gasps> up. So I'm real excited. In Atlanta? Uh, it's in Nashville. Oh, so I'm really excited about that. Is as it well. the better late than ever? Is Lecrae mm-hmm. gonna be there too? Yeah, it's Lecrae and Andy Mineo, so I'm excited about that. Tell you why you might say Lecrae and Andy Mineo. Oh, concert. you know, I'm sorry, Lecrae, <laughs> Lecrae and Andy Mineo. You know, it be your own thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Mineo's the one that had the uh, the latest album. So oh, okay. that's why I always think of him before I think of Lecrae. Sure, so. sure, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's going on in your life? Um, what's been going on this week? Y'all, let me tell y'all. So, Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. I, okay, Monday after Ransom, um, I got back to my apartment complex. And it's, like, so hard to find 
uh, um, a park, like right in the front. So I got back to my apartment complex and I found one right in the front, super happy. I had like a ton of stuff in my hands though. So I don't think that I locked my car door, but you know what I'm saying? I live in a nice, it's pretty decent Yeah, area. she has a really nice apartment, you guys. It's gated and stuff. So child, I get up Monday, no, Tuesday morning, get ready to head to work. And my car is just in full chaos. The the kingdom has just been <laughs> abruptly just broken into. And it wasn't nothing like crazy. But like my armrest, the stuff in my armrest was on my seat. Like stuff that was in my glove compartment. My glove compartment was open. I had a necklace like on my side door. It was outside of the car. My Vaseline and stuff was on the ground. And I'm like, what psychopath tried to like get into my car? This might take a nap <laughs> no. in my car. I was extra confused and extra upset. I was crying. It was horrible. No. And I wasn't crying like something was wrong. I was just crying like, I'm just tired of stuff just happening to me. Like, why won't people <laughs> just let me be great? Like, leave me alone. Leave me alone, Peggy. <laughs> like, let me be great. Just let me live. And we the progress. So, yeah, that happened. Nothing was stolen because I don't have anything in my car. But, um, and I was trying to think like, dang, did I leave? Um, Like, did I did I do this in my car? And, like, I just didn't remember. But, like, why would I throw my stuff in my armrest all on my seat? Facts. And I have, like, stuff in my armrest. Like, every girl, I have, like, sanitary napkins and mm-hmm. stuff, like, everywhere. Because you never know when, you know what I'm saying? You never know when Stay she comes. <laughs> Stay protected. So, I, like, that was, like, on my front seat and stuff. It was horrible. Oh, yeah. I said, I'm not going to tell y'all what I said, but I was upset. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of this. It is. Listen, <laughs> see, meet me outside. Dang. I started to leave a note on my door and be like, four, four, Oh, let me not say my apartment number, but <laughs> know where to find me, fam. The next okay, time, just trying to fight. Let's <laughs> just trying to let's just square up, bro. Let's like me. we ain't gotta steal my door. Let me let's tell just you, fight. and if you win, me. you can have it all. You know. <laughs> so that happened. I bounced back though. Oh, it man. was all good. I got my car clean out today. Um, yeah, shout out to the Etheridge Car Wash. That is so good. Mm. They did really good. And it was only like $25. Not only like $25. Because, you know, I like to keep on mm-hmm. holding on to my coins. But 25 was pretty good. And they clean the inside and the out? The inside and the outside. Oh, that's really good. But I'm used to like being at home in the country where people just wash your car. Mm-hmm. And you like get them a couple of dollars. Mm-hmm. Or it'd be like your daddy or like your, the mm-hmm. man in your life. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? They just wash your car. car. So up here, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> that's so nice. My dad, I think... My dad has never washed my car. Oh, Mr. Mm-hmm. Orgy. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> he told me, like, it's bucket here. It's so bad. I'm going to wash my car now. Me. It hold me. Wash my car. I'm weak. Uh, other than that, it's been pretty smooth. Me and my friends, we set some goals for the week mm-hmm. of what we wanted to do this week. And I said I wanted to work out three times a week. Mm-hmm. I got, like, 12 hours to work out three times no! a week. No! <laughs> Your girl has not seen, nor has it crossed my mind to find anybody's gym. gym. Bree, get a gym. Once you start paying for it, it makes you want to It's one in the complex. You're but paying for that. I feel like I don't like it because it's like downstairs. I feel like I'm in a dungeon. Okay. I, I be hearing that. the gate close. I be like, okay, who is that? Like, I don't. And I ain't nowhere mm-hmm. to escape. I just need, you know what I'm saying? I be paranoid. I be okay. by myself. Get, get one at Planet Fitness. It's like up the street from your house. It is. 
But then I'll just be paying them for $10. to keep their lights on while I'm at the house eating Ben and Jerry's strawberry <laughs> cheesecake ice cream. Bring out here just investing in other people's Come on. And not even utilizing her. I'm supporting the dreams. Because I'm always trying to support mine. I feel you. Well, that's, that's pretty Current, good. That's pretty much it. You had an eventful week. Me over here, I'm just like, well, you know, my butt This is good. I lost <laughs> four pounds. My butt getting bigger. <laughs> Okay, meanwhile, I'm just getting myself broken into <laughs> gaining weight left and right, <laughs> eating like I never ate before. <laughs> well, you know, everybody ain't able. <laughs> I'm so over it. Next week, y'all, I'm going to be in a workout three times. Okay, make it five until it's Ooh. really real. All righty. So, current events. Take it away, Brie. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. So, according I was, you know, on the socials. Mm, socials. The socials. The good old shade room. So. <laughs> <laughs> the good old. <laughs> and so, I was reading this story about this nine-year-old boy who is in the New York area at this little bodega, like we would call it in the country, like a gas station mm-hmm. or corner store or something like mm-hmm. that. And this lady said that this poor nine-year-old boy sexually assaulted her because he grabbed her behind, mm-hmm. allegedly. So when they rolled the cameras back, it was his book bag that bridged across her behind. No. So she called the police... It made a whole scene. What? Okay. Saying that this little boy had sexually sexually assaulted her. And she like 53 and he nine. Really? She said she... Child. I, so, okay, so, okay. So, if I'm not mistaken, it might be the same story that I saw on the shame room. So, <laughs> <laughs> while I was on Instagram... And, like, I saw the headline, and they're now calling, I think on social media, they're, like, calling her, like, Corner Store and, like, Corner Store, what is it, Corner Store Caroline? Yes, Corner Store Caroline. (laughs) But many people have called her way worse than that in the comments. (laughs) That's just horrible. Like, when are we going to stop? Like, honestly, and I saw this, too, and somebody was like, they need to be, like, charging these people for calling the police and 911. For no reason, like this is a nine-year-old boy. This is not like a sixteen-year-old. It's different. It's a sixteen-year-old. At least I could kind of think in my mind. Like, he okay, know better. He knows better. Like the puberty thing, like all that other stuff. Like you're held kind of somewhat held more accountable. But first off, this is a nine-year-old boy with his mother. And what was it? The video show? What? Like it was like they were walking past her, and the woman mm-hmm. looked at it and looked like his the distance between her. And him was so far, I didn't even think the book bag had yeah. touched him. And so I'm thinking, like, why would a nine-year-old boy rub his hand on the butt of a woman in front of his mama or with his mom? And, you know, Caroline, you know, I could have seen if it was like a good old IG baddie. <laughs> Caroline, nobody was touching you, and you know it. <laughs> Stop okay, accusing so, so, these people. So, well, Bree is implying, Caroline, you're not the hottest on the block. So. <laughs> Don't think <laughs> Dang, Bree basically like, don't think highly of yourself. Come on, Caroline. No, I don't even think a 30 year old man will be interesting. <laughs> you're telling a nine year old. A nine year old boy. Who has so many people in between you and me. <laughs> <laughs> what would 
we know Brie couldn't have been at the rally because Brie would have been like, don't flatter yourself. Please, Caroline, listen. (laughs) Caroline. (laughs) Don't flatter yourself. I just thought that that was crazy. And then the video, because the man recorded like the whole situation. Mm -hmm. In the video, the little boy was crying. Like he was bawling because she was on the phone with the police. He was like, mommy. Like he was crying. Mm -hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. Balling, cause I guess he was so scared. Like he didn't know what they was this gonna do. This random person calling the police on me, cause she said that I touched her behind and I didn't. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. That's scary. And then honestly, like, what type of like? You, imagine what that's gonna do to this child from yeah. this point out. Like he will always remember, even though he's definitely not gonna get the charges. Cause I think they saw the video and was like, she's tripping. Yeah. You're good. But. Um, I think it's like, think about it. Like he will always remember how a lady was about to try to send him to jail for something that he didn't do. Crazy. So they were, they interviewed him afterwards. I think it was like, good morning America or mm-hmm. something like that. And he was like, I do not forgive this woman at all. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny to me. He was like, I did not forgive this woman at all. She has a special eel. Something's wrong with her. And she needs to get that taken care of, basically. I was like, I'm weak. The homie said he does not. He said, forgive what? Forgive. What is that? I haven't read the Bible. Come on. He said, I don't understand the Bible quite. I'm not fully there with the word to know what forgiveness is. I haven't made it to that chapter yet. I don't understand this forgiveness. I'm still on John 1, you know. In the beginning was the word. The word was God. And the word was God. You know. That's all I know so far. So, you know, Adam and Eve is the real thing. But outside of that, what is forgiveness? Forgive. Forgive who? Forgive nothing. <laughs> oh, it couldn't be me. Mm. That's crazy. All right, Cornerstone Caroline, you a, don't think highly of yourself, said Bree. <laughs> Find me. Okay. You and the robber. Find me. <laughs> Bree trying to take on the robber that broke her car. And also, Cornerstone Caroline at, the, at your local bodega. You can also find Bree in Birmingham, Alabama. She'll Come be on. ready for you. What Come else on. did you see in the current events, the socials, whatever? Okay. The great debate. The mm-hmm. greatest debate of 2018. Are y'all ready? Cash app etiquette. I need to know. So Okay, wait. Okay, so let, okay, so say it again. Cash app what? Cash app etiquette. Hold up. Okay. Explain. So I feel like she this is probably gonna be our last podcast. <laughs> We do not agree on this situation, y'all. So, okay, example. If somebody owes you $40, and then they say, okay, well, can I cash app it to you? And you be like, sure, cash app me the $40 that you owe me. My fee, as well as cash app fee, it takes coins out of my out of my $40 that you sent me. So, fam, I done only gave, got $38. What my $2 it? I'm confused. Where'd you see this at? The most reliable <laughs> news source in the world. What's that? The shade room. Oh my gosh. Bro, the shade room lost on this one. Because, first and foremost, I feel like if I, okay, so for example, I use Cash App a lot. Actually, recently I've kind of stepped back from Cash App because, according to my source, which is another very strong source, <laughs> my best friend Key, my best friend Key was like, Cash App has this thing and they're like terms and agreements where. If something happens where somebody hacks into your cash app, if it's connected to your account and takes your monies, 
Like, Cash App does not help liable to reimburse you the monies that somebody else took. It's your account account or Cash App account? Like, you know how you can link your bank account to mm-hmm. Cash App? Like, if somebody were to hack into your Cash App and take your money, like, put in, like, $400 and get it out. Like, I think from, from what I know. Now, th- you guys can quote me on this. Check me. Go in the comment box. Let me know if I'm wrong. <laughs> but Cash App does not compensate you for your lost wages and so immediately when she said that i said i don't have much <laughs> but what i do have i'm trying to Come keep on, give so me i was like um disables all access to my no. account and if it's not that btc and cash type thing where like i already have cash mm-hmm. in cash app it's enough. It's dog. enough for me, dog. My account is no longer on Cash App. It's just if somebody cashed up and capped and I leave it cash and I leave it in there, then that's the cash I'll just be using to like liquidate and do stuff. And so, hmm. outside of that, I was like, oh, this Cash App is already on my oh, list. No. And now that y'all done said this etiquette, they really on my list. To no, because <laughs> I'm like, first and foremost, y'all can do Venmo where there's no fee. Just saying. What is a Venmo? See, unbelievers. This is why I can't deal with unbelievers. A demo is—it's basically cash out, but I think they don't really do the whole fee thing. Now, I could be wrong with this one too because I ain't seen no fee on my account. But you know, demo doesn't really do a fee. It's just like you just have to approve every amount of money that goes into your account, and that's how they work. But it's kind of similar. And so, but outside of the demo situation, I feel like if you said. You can cash at me the money, and if the money is forty dollars, I'm cash at you forty dollars no, because you you want the convenience. That's a convenience fee. No, you don't want to wait for me to see you in person. I could just give you these two twenty. But I would wait. But if your preference is to cash at me, you need to cash at me. My I don't key. have a preference. If you no. however you tell me, you want your money back. That's how I'm giving Mm-mm. it. So if you say, oh, you could just cash up it to me, you're saying I am Mm-mm. okay. With I don't the convenience say this fee. I don't, such blasphemy don't come from me. Okay. I feel like I need my whatever. all of my coins. It's whatever. This might be the last. This is the last. <laughs> because at the end of the day, I feel like if you're saying it's okay for me to cash out, you're basically saying it is okay that I lose two dollars from the money. Lies from the enemy. Because at the end of the day, you're asking for your forty dollars. I can't help. I need my forty. Two. I only got I thirty-eight. I can't help that you have to you have to pay a toll fee to get your money. I need I need to pay the toll. Whatever. <laughs> the toll has to be paid. I'm not paying your toll. You pay for your toll. You asked for the convenience. I gave it to you. Mm-mm. Cash up is canceled. She is also canceled, y'all. <laughs> Welcome to charity with Bree. <laughs> she she's no longer she's a part. No longer with us. <laughs> And then you put an X on my page. Come on. On the logo. <laughs> Welcome to Charity with Bree. <laughs> it's okay, you know, cash up etiquette, whatever that is. Um, mm. So tell us y'all's thoughts. What do y'all think? What do y'all the think? Cash up etiquette. Am I wrong? Am I right? Please tell me. Am I wrong? I know I'm right. So she just is tell right, me. <laughs> Bree is not right, bruh. I, I feel am. like if you say, let us do cash out, like you want me to cash out you the funds, like. That is you saying, I don't mind losing $2 of this $40 that I'm receiving because I want the convenience of it going directly to my account. Lies of the enemy. I digress. It's the tax. I need the tax. I need the 109. It's okay. <laughs> you want to get the 109. So I'm never letting she cash out me, y'all. Whenever I see you, I see you. It'd be 2030. You want that $40 you owe no. me? No. Cash out. <laughs> Can you just go ahead and get to me? No. I'm like, yeah, girl. Had it ready for you, too. Last from enemy. <laughs> okay. So, last but not least. So, apparently, 
nobody got the um the winning lottery thing. So it's like slowly or really fast, it's climbing up in the numbers. So it's like at one billion dollars now. One billion dollars? One billion American dollars. Oh my god. <laughs> it's for me now. <laughs> this money is for me. Come on. B. B is next to C. <laughs> one billion. Okay, so I'm not gonna lie. I saw this and I was like, this is a joke. And then when people were like, I think Kev on stage confirmed it for me because he made like a little post mm. about it. And he was like, <laughs> he was talking about how NBC or whatever or CNBC, whoever, had put out this little article saying that uh, one they've done like researchers have done tests and one billion dollars doesn't make you happy. Which I mean, you know, researchers are always doing tests. Come to on, just digress everything that's going on in America. Which you know, I do understand that money does not make you happy. That's mm-hmm. not what I'm saying. But I just found it very funny. Mm-hmm. His post, but I'm just like, one. Do you know what I could do with one billion dollars? I, I will retire know. from life. I would too, fam. I will retire. I would pay off all these student loans. Student loans would be chump change. It would be. I wouldn't even know what to do after that. Okay, I'd be like, okay, I paid off the student loans. I retired my parents, my grandparents, my great grandchildren. What else could I do with this money? Like, I'd just be fine. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'd still be at the thrift store on a good Wednesday (laughs) trying to get these clothes 50% off. Right, at your local thrift store in Birmingham, you'll probably find me there. Yes, on Wednesday. She get 50% off, y'all. Thank us later. Right. Well, Never say I gave later. you anything. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. But, oh man, like, I think for me, it's one of those things where I've always, I've been studying like how people who have, who are very affluent, how they do money. Mm-hmm. And then also thinking about like what the Bible says about how you're supposed to spend mm-hmm. your money. So for me, I think off real, before I even, I don't even want to see the billion. Mm-hmm. I need the government's. To take yeah. all of the monies that Uncle they need. Uncle Sam is going to get his. I need Uncle Sam, Sally Mae, Aunt, 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 Aunt Fifi, Aunt Jemima, everybody. Everybody, uh, Trump can come and just, well, how much do I need to write you? Just, I need the government to take all their monies out before I even look at this money. Because I don't want, come a couple of months after I get this money and I'm rolling in and dough. I got $3. Cause that's all they the check that they wrote me. Cause the taxes <laughs> they done took out the the other nine hundred ninety nine million dollars. And honestly, I need for them to just go ahead and take out their millions that they need for the government. Whoever mm-hmm. I'm funding, whatever whatever war I'm about to support, Back. go ahead and take it out. Because once I get my check, I'm getting my check and I'm leaving. <laughs> and you will no longer find me. I think I might just move to Nigeria. Ooh. Nobody cares about. I won't. But you know. <laughs> start some businesses in Nigeria. Like, I feel like I would liquidate. So, I would have, like, assets. I'd probably buy Nike. Um, mm. You know, I'd probably invest a whole bunch of money into, like, different businesses. Mm-hmm. And then get some startups. Like, people who have, like, I'd probably have my own Shark Tank. And just Come begin on. to, like, invest and have a certain percentage on. Like, my money will work for me. Forever. And, like, ugh. Lord, just let me. One billion, I'll give money to, like, you know, the church. I would tie. Like, honestly, would you tie? <laughs> Dang, you sounded like you. <laughs> like, I already got it. Like, Lord, you're my friend. Jesus. But for real, that's a good question. Would you tie the whole, like, the amount after the government takes out all? Because that's not what you get. So you can't tie something you never received. But let's say <laughs> the government takes out all their money. And, like, let's say your love for life. 
943 million dollars mm-hmm. would you tithe all of that well that's how off would you of, tithe off of like the however much was left i would i'd break the worship center off a good little piece mm-hmm. would you give it all to the worship center the whole lottery the whole the whole tithe because that's a big tithe like that's 10 percent. let's say it's 995 900 and 950 million dollars you get right okay and so you tie the net so that's what 10 percent off of 950 million dollars mm-hmm. like a lot 95 take the zero off that's like okay. 95 million dollars okay i would break it between my church in birmingham and my church in my hometown i would give it to them though dang i mean i feel like they'll be like good stewards i mean that's who invested in me you're right that's true i y'all would be happy Pass, pray for these mamas. I'm just playing, y'all. <laughs> I'm not doing the lottery thing. <laughs> but for real, I be sitting here just like, hmm. I think I would move mine around. Like, I think I definitely would cut. C-O-T-H. <laughs> C-O-T-H. Y'all would get a big Come check. On. You know, every campus. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I think I would, like, give it to, like, different, like, non-profits mm-hmm. that are trying to spread the gospel. Mm-hmm. And then I would give it to, like, churches in Nigeria. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it might be, bruh. Thousands in Nigeria be millions. Thousands in America be millions there. So I would break them a good little piece off, especially mm-hmm. to like this pastor that my mom is really good friends with. Oh. And then like, um, I would just liquidate my money. Like yeah. try that tithe. It would go to just wherever God wanted me to. I'd be like, Lord, this your money. What you want me to do yeah. with it? And just do with it. But that's for the other portion. Chicken and I will be rolling. <laughs> we'll be living large. I'm weak. Living extremely, I'm just playing. I think honestly, I'll give a lot of money to. I, would, I think I would, I would have a good percentage for myself. Mm-hmm. I would probably keep, if not fifty percent of whatever after I tithe, I would keep fifty percent for myself and figure out what I want to do with that. But I would probably give it to like y'all. Like I would give it to my family. I would make sure my family extra straight. Mm-hmm. But then after that, I'd be giving it to y'all. Like, but I would give it to y'all in the sense that y'all would steward it. But like I mean, like I would give money to like you. I would give, I would give money to my friends that are trying to start things. Oh, okay. And build. Like Great. I'm not just trying to be like I'm gonna break you off a hundred. Come on, break me off a piece of that kick. Probably not. <laughs> but like if you're trying to start something and you have a business plan mm-hmm. and you know at that point it's friend but it's business too. Yeah. I feel like that's what a lot of other cultures are doing. Like they're friends that are doing business together mm-hmm. so like if my friend wants to start an app and it's a good idea and i can see that it can solve a problem and mm-hmm. it's lucrative i'm gonna invest in that you yeah. know like however i can invest in whatever is going to help build and better the world or the community like yeah but you know that's if i want it you know Dang, let me find out she got numbers, y'all. All right, it ain't nothing to draw down. Let me get these spiritual numbers. Come on. Nine, 21, 316, 316, 47. Come on. Born in 95. I don't even know lottery numbers get up that high, but you know, hey. The grace of God. Come on. But yeah, okay. So, is that it for the current event? That is it. At this point in the podcast, we just like to just honor somebody or just really shout somebody out. For, come on, come you on. glow. Just for the good. Dun, dun. Don't act like of you who they know. are. <laughs> dun, dun. You're shining. 
And they are Wait, diamonds. Hold up. You a diamond. Shout out to Aha. Aha. You glow, my guy. Let me tell you. You know, I'm not going to say it on the on He's the not even a glow guy for the week. Y'all, oh my gosh. See, this is like me and Reed really shouldn't have a podcast. Because we're just like talking about stuff that. Facts. <laughs> but, like, again, like we said, uh, the, every podcast we always want to highlight somebody that's doing great things, either for the community or just done a great thing. Period. And so, like we said, uh, not like we said, but like we said in our previous Mm -hmm. podcast, that if you have a friend that is doing amazing things, whether that's, you know, serving people, all types of different things, definitely DM us their name. Oh, Losing my voice. (laughs) Send us their name. Let us know what they're doing. And they may be featured in our next podcast. Yes. So, this week, we're doing males, but we'll switch it up every week. It could be girl and guy, whatever. Just whoever we feel like, or based off of you guys' submissions, we feel like should be highlighted. But this week is the Glow Guys of the Week. Yes, Glow Guys. So, this this week's Glow Guys are... Terry and Caleb. Mm, Mr. Terrence Dwayne Blunt. Oh, government name. And Mr. <laughs> I hope the fans ain't watching. Okay. And Mr. Caleb B. Maxi. <laughs> he don't like me saying his little name. <laughs> but yeah. So we want to highlight. I specifically really want to highlight um, Caleb because Caleb does amazing things for the community. Anybody that knows him knows that he just really has an amazing heart for people. And um, just seeing, like, the Lord glorified in the hearts of men. And so, um, this week, he went out to Atlanta to preach and perform at Ooh. Word of Faith. Ooh. Yeah, he, he cut up. Like, Ooh. the man literally rapped, got off stage. They did, like, a worship song. And he went right back on and preached. Are you so, serious? I was like, not many people can do that. That is a blessing. Especially with at the age he is um, and the amount of influence he's been able to obtain um in such a I wouldn't even say a shorter period of time because he's been doing it for a while and so um I just want to highlight him he's such an amazing person mm-hmm. like honored to call him my brother oh so, y'all should see this face she just made whatever <laughs> he's, he's so cool like no I am like no lie just from all, all jokes aside he's an amazing person and yeah so we just want to honor you love you bro oh yes we love you Caleb he just prayed over us, guys, before the podcast I started. Know. So before we cut up. It's right. <laughs> before we did all this foolishness. <laughs> so, you know, it was good because maybe we could have done more foolishness. Probably. Than what we, so. doing. we probably would have been like, hey, guys, welcome to our podcast. All all right. Right. <laughs> right. So, um, when we were talking about like who we wanted to highlight, we were like thinking of a glow guy. Um, little Terry came to my mind. Um, mm. Terry's just always just so sweet and always just so nice and just always just so giving. Um, I think when I came to Birmingham, um, it was kind of like one of my first times just seeing like a bunch of guys that were just willing to like give so much of themselves for the good of the cause or just be make themselves so available to people that they call like their sisters and stuff. Um, and it really stuck on me and it really made influence on me and um Latere just came to mind because she told me that he was helping with our first podcast thank you Latere <laughs> thanks Terry for editing our podcast we love you <laughs> yes but he always just makes himself so available 
Yeah. He's amazing. Yes. And he's so smart. A genius. A whole genius. Like, for real. He's he's hilarious, too. Yes. So, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Caleb, for all that you do. You're awesome. And you're amazing. And we love you. Yes. And thank you, Terry, for editing our podcast. But not only that, (laughs) but just being such an amazing guy and just a brother too and um just always making yourself available and just caring for people like he has such a big heart so we love y'all we do hey Hey. i love all the guys i know you glow guys (laughs) (laughs) all right and so let us finally get into the topic. And so, like we said earlier, the topic of today is basically what they don't tell you in college. And so, what basically me and Bree did, we wrote out some key points that we definitely want to touch on today mm-hmm. in this podcast. And they're in no particular order. We feel like all of them are important. Mm-hmm. And as you go through college, or if you're already in college, you probably could agree that a lot of this is like the gospel truth. Yeah. Maybe not the gospel church. <laughs> you know, they'll <that> <laughs> have to reach, but okay. But you know, <laughs> all of this is the truth, my guy. True. <laughs> so, you know. <clears throat> all right. So, Bree, go ahead and do the first one. So, pick one off the board. Let me pick one. Because some of them, she felt on a spiritual level. <laughs> I, mean, I really did. She did. let the people know. I really did. All right. So, the first one that I want to talk about is get accountability. Mm. Hashtag nobody cares. <laughs> so I thought that it was important to like get account uh, get accountability for the stuff that's like due in college. Eleven fifty nine means eleven fifty nine. Don't nobody okay. let you know it's eleven fifty eight and that your assignment is due in one minute. And, and nobody reminds you. Nobody reminds you. <laughs> nobody reminds you. You don't remind yourself because you be out flolicking and doing all this other great stuff. Come on. So accountability so is so cute. important because like even with professors like. I only had a few professors that, like, wrote us and, like, made sure that we were, like, like assignments were coming up and stuff. But for the rest of them, what assignment? What's a, what's a reminder? <laughs> what's a reminder? Like, that reminder is going to be when that Canvas notification pop okay. up that say that your grade is back and you go and view it and it says zero out of 100. Because <laughs> you forgot to take a test. Because <laughs> you decided to go to Tuscaloosa that <laughs> This is not from personal experience, but <laughs> you know you forgot a quiz because you wanna you wanna go to Tuscaloosa at twelve p.m. because they didn't cancel class. Oh. oh my gosh, you guys, please put your assignments like in a plan. If you like planners, use a planner. Mm-hmm. If you like your phone, if you stay on your phone, put all your assignments and dates. And your phone. Like, UAB has Canvas, so they have, like, a little side panel mm-hmm. that shows you when everything is due. But even sometimes the teachers don't always put the assignments in there. But the quiz will be in the Canvas, but the assignment reminder won't be there. So, you just have to really, like, be on your junk. Yeah. And have friends. Because I cannot count on my hands how many times friends have texted me and texted me the day of the exam. And I had to 11.59. And they text me at 8 p.m. and be like... What'd you make on the quiz? <laughs> and you be and like, be what like, quiz? quiz? <laughs> and they be like, the quiz that's due today. And you be like, there's a quiz today? They're like, yeah, I made an 82. <gasps> Who? 
Okay, Ooh. I'm finna go do this quiz right now. I mean, you on the phone with them. Like, so what did you put for number? <laughs> so what did you put for number eight? And you got all the gadgets out. You got the laptop okay, up. You trying got the to laptop. quiz. You got the desktop. Yes, online quizzes. If you take online quizzes and I don't conduct, you know, if you feel like this is cheating, Rose, that is on you. <laughs> However. I feel like if we're taking an online quiz and the teacher has not said anything about taking this by yourself, you need to have special forces mm-hmm. that are taking the class with you. And y'all all take the quiz together. Mm-hmm. But not saying everybody pull up your quiz together. Two people. It depends on how big the group is. Mm-hmm. Y'all just be like, okay, well, she's going to take her quiz first. Everybody got books. One person got the book. One person got the online mm-hmm. book. Somebody else got the interwebs. Thanks. And we all take this one quiz and based off of cheese grade, we know that at the end of the day, we just need to make a B. Or we 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 have the knowledge enough for everybody to make a 95. Right. You know what I mean? And it, it's comforting, too, because when you have multiple people fighting on your behalf, your grade comes out 10 times better than you sitting there by yourself Facts. trying to finesse and finagle a quiz Facts. that you're going for. Them. You know? So get accountability. Accountability, accountability is, is key. so even if you have to be your own accountability, like what she said, like if you need a planner or if you need to like write it down. I know sometimes for the most part I would make like a checklist of the things I had to do for the week so that yeah. we like, I can, and I like writing stuff down so I can like physically like scratch yeah. it off and stuff like that. But somebody who's like in your class or like your school friend or somebody mm-hmm. like that, like Nala, shout out to Nala. She was my okay. ride or a die. And she okay. ended up being like my friend, friend. Like, yeah. It just like rolled up. Rolled over into like personal life. So, okay. Because after a while, like when you start, especially, and this rolls over to another point that we had, which is study groups are key. Mm. Like, when you start, like, I think study groups is what caused me to like make friends. Because when I went, my my major was biomedical sciences. That's a major that by itself you need multiple people to stay with you. Because it's just Dang. hard. It's a hard major. And so when you start to find study group and people that you can easily work with where it's not, it's not like you in a study group where you feel like you know everything and nobody else is teaching you anything. Mm-hmm. or But it's somebody that, okay, we both have about the same amount of knowledge and now we can grow from here. Like, you begin to make connections with them where it it goes beyond just the classroom. You know, mm-hmm. you follow each other on social media. You may call each other. Yeah. You know, and then it could end up being your your actual friend. But going into study groups, like, you never know what other people have. You never know. Like, you might be in a study group with somebody who has sorority sisters and everybody's taking this class. And they have a Dropbox. They got all the answers. Damn. Like, don't do college by yourself, when, especially Thanks. academically. Do not do college by yourself because you will not, like, your grades may be okay, especially if you're extremely intelligent. But when you have people who have already done this or people who know people who've already, like, don't do college by yourself. Like, you never know who knows what. And you never know who they know. Like, they have always say, like, it's not about what you know, but it's about who you know. Like, you might be in a study group or you might be in a class with somebody who's literally, who has all the answers to every single exam you'll ever take in that class. But if you're not willing to, like, you know, open yourself up and be a part of groups, 
like, or, you know, get to know people in your class, you could be really, you could be handicapping yourself when you making a B in a class when you really could have made a smooth A. With no effort. Okay. With minimum minimum effort. effort. Because they, they, honestly, you guys, I've had friends that have emailed me answer keys. And the test was online. No. It's a hundo. Yeah. You're making a hundred in a class that people stressed about because you were able to open yourself up and get to know people in the class. Thanks. And don't always gravitate to people that, that are a lot like you because you may not even really get much from them. But be open to the person that's answering all them doggone questions. Thanks. Please get getting cool with the nerds, bro. Hey. Like if you call them nerds, whatever. But getting cool with the people who know what they're talking about, because those are the people that can help you. And even if you say, "Hey, do you mind if you could explain this to me?" I don't understand. Hey. Like if they see that you actually are trying to learn this, a lot of times they'll help you. Like to the point that you be out here passing hey. because of them. So humble yourself. Humble that. Get in a study group, you know, and get you some accountability. Thanks. Please so. get in the study group. Like she said, like even if it's just like fam, like can you explain this to me? And it may be something that you catch on to that the other person don't catch on to, or something that they catch on to that you don't. You just like she said, like bring the knowledge that both of y'all don't have together and and figure it out, make it happen. And it's fun to just struggle with somebody else as opposed to like can we just cry together and just talk about how trash this class class is? And the professor (laughs) always has. Every study group has at least 30 to 15 to 30 minutes where Come we just talk on, about just how trash, about how trash it is. So, I just need somebody to just complain with and just bang it out and exactly. make it through together. And they will. Well, I ain't going to say they will, but they might actually become like your friend friends. You know? Exactly. Um, okay, this is a good one. It's okay to withdraw. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> y'all listening to somebody that will withdraw from a class with the swiftness. <laughs> I'm not proud of it, but I will withdraw from the class with the swiftness. If I if I know I'm gonna fail, and this it's it's been often it's not I'm not gonna lie, it's been kinda often but not a lot. Like I don't have like ten withdrawals on my, my res on my uh what is not a transcript. resume, but transcript. But I do have like I think about Two or three. Mm. One was because I knew the professor. The professor was literally talk about an enemy of progress, and and it was in a class that I know I was supposed to pass. Public mm. speaking, my guy. No, I speak. I literally speak. Like I, I'm a speaker. And this man was about to fail me. Public speaking. I was just like, oh, enemy of progress. Withdraw. Um, organic <laughs> chemistry. Anybody. Anybody pre-med knows. Organic chemistry, you, by the grace of God, unless you just Einstein out here in these streets, you're going to either take organic chemistry more than once, barely make it through it the first time, or you're going to withdraw a couple of times to get your life in order. But, child, like... It's okay to withdraw, you guys. Like, if you feel like you're not, you're either the professor's not giving you what you need to uh, to to make to make a good grade in the class, or if you feel like you're not performing well and you know you could do better, really sit down with yourself and be honest. If it's just your negligence, then you do what you need to do. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like. It's okay to withdraw. It's better to have a W and explain why you got a W than you get an F, have to retake the class again. And then a lot of times if you don't make an A, schools are still looking like, okay, why? What was the problem with this class the first time that you even took it again? 
and you had to take it again, A, or that you didn't even make a, a good score or mm. an A or a B or whatever. So Yeah, I withdrew from one class. It was a geography class. And I was like, sir, you were taking this class way too serious. <laughs> geography? <laughs> it was geography. And what I was, y'all had to do? Read a map? No, I, he was just asking for what's the climate in the... But sir, I don't know what no climate is in no place I don't live. <laughs> Ask me about Camden in Birmingham. <laughs> if you want to talk about geography. Like, I don't know about all these other places and things. Oh, but I withdrew. But I will say, disclaimer, I'm not, I don't plan on going to nobody else's school after I got my degree. Mm-hmm. So nobody else is looking at my transcript after I graduated. <laughs> so I guess if you're like one of those people who are like, you know, you want to go to med school or you want to do something where your transcript and the way that people view your transcript is important, then, you know, find a study group. <laughs> find, a study group. find a study group. But we're just saying, like, if you are at the point where you have to withdraw, like, you're not dumb. You're not crazy. Yes. Like, nothing is... If you have to, then it's just something that you just got to, like, bite deal the bullet and do. And like she said, like, just deal with it. Yeah. And sometimes withdrawals will push you back, you know, maybe a semester and graduating. Like, everybody's been such a big stickler about graduating in four years. You're talking to somebody who graduated in five, and I was A-okay with it for multiple reasons. Number one, I was not ready for the real world. <laughs> I was not... I was supposed to graduate in 2013, and I graduated in 20... No, I was supposed to... Not 2013. I was, so old. I, was I was about to say day, so. was, 2013 but your degree say 2017 what type of life you been living but um, I was supposed to graduate in 2017 and I graduated in 2018 and I was okay with it honestly you guys I was not ready to graduate I was not mentally prepared to be in the real world I was not mentally prepared to have a real job like these were things that I just knew within myself and so when I realized because of me having to withdraw and just the way I took my classes that I was going to be in school a lot longer a a year a, a, a year more I was okay with it um but I know some people aren't don't put unnecessary pressure on yourself that isn't needed you graduating in four years is not going to matter because on your degree, it does not say how many years you yeah. it took for you to get that one degree. It's just going to say that such and such got a degree in this. And that's it. So if you need an extra semester, take that extra semester. I'd rather come out with a 4-0, it taking me five or six years to yeah. get it, than me come out in four years and I have a 2.8. Yeah. Like, don't know. They still going to pick me over you. Like... <laughs> Let's be real. Do what you have to do to set yourself up for what you need to be doing right after you get out of college. Take that extra year. It's fun. You ain't got half the classes. Come on. You know, here I am. <laughs> Advocate. <laughs> Take your time, son. She felt this on the spiritual level. This is your degree. Take your time. Very like, literally. Valid. Very, very valid. Which brings us into the next point. It is okay to make mistakes. Mm. coming from somebody who only made mistakes <laughs> throughout the 12 years I've been in college. Um, so, like, yeah, it is perfectly fine to make mistakes. I think it's just important with, like, how we deal with the mi- mistakes that we make. Um, I think that that's, like, the major key. I agree. Like, don't – well, I ain't going to say don't because I feel like it's so easy, like, when you make a mistake and when you do something. People, like – you know, don't be sad or don't wallow in it. But, I mean, it hurts. And my feelings hurt. And I'm mm-hmm. sad I got this elf. And I'm sad I got to retake this class. And I got to see this teacher again. 
for the nineteenth thousand time, like. But it's okay. Like, don't let don't let that be the the thing that like identifies you. Like, don't yeah. let that be the thing that you base your identity on. Yeah. Like, okay, I didn't pass a class. I made or I made a mistake in in, in um college, and now this is who I am. Yeah. Or. Dang, I said I was going to save myself from marriage, but I had sex in college. So yeah. now I'm like this person. Or, dang, I said I wasn't going to be the party girl, but I ended up going to like mad parties and yeah. blah, blah, blah. So this is who I am. Like, don't don't wallow in what your mistakes try to make you. Like, don't let that create your identity, basically. Yeah, I agree. Like, I think especially just not even academically. Because, I mean, academically, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to forget assignments. Stuff yeah. like that is going to happen. But, like, even socially, like, don't allow maybe mistakes that you had your freshman year, your, even your first semester. Because I have seen people who have made a lot of mistakes their first semester and second semester bounce back with the swiftness. And people don't even remember their first semester. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, don't allow the mistakes maybe you did. Maybe just like what Bree said about, like, relationships, maybe you did come into college saying, like, you know, you're going to save yourself and that's not the reality anymore. Or maybe you 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 dated the wrong guy and he just was just mad trash. So you feel like, you know, you because know, a lot of people are coming into college not really having a lot of experience based off of whatever high school they came from or whatever. And they feel like college is, like, the opportunity for just them to wild out. And... It's an opportunity, but just because you have opportunities don't mean you have to take every single one. Like, I know people who came into college, like, not having had nan boyfriend, nan nothing, and dated guys, and then compromised. I also know people who didn't compromise, and later on, still were dealing with stuff. And so, I think... Giving yourself an opportunity when you do make a mistake, not to just like Bree said, wallow in it and know that you can rise above like like you can rise above any mistake that you've had. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, the Lord says like that he will make all things new, Mm -hmm. you know, and so trusting that, especially if you're a believer, like trusting that, you know, first and foremost, God forgives you for your mistake and um. If you come to him humbly and say, God, you know, asking for forgiveness, like he doesn't remember it anymore. Like he chooses to forgive and beautifully he chooses to forget in a way. Yeah. You know, so, you know, That's good. it's okay to make mistakes, yeah. y'all. It is perfectly okay. And of course, it's not going to feel good in the moment, but yeah. just to know that somebody, just to know that it's okay in the end, I think it's important to like remember yeah. So once you do, like, wipe the tears away, you're like, okay. Like, let's just keep it pushing from you. Yeah. And even, like, um, going into that, going to the next one, like, friends. Mm. Like, your friends are so important Factual. when you get into college. Like, regardless of whether you coming into college with a whole bunch of friends from high school mm-hmm. or you coming into college by yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, your friends are so pivotal. Like, I came into college, like, by my, Like, I came into college with people I knew from high school, but I really came into college by myself. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, so scared because I was just like, oh, my gosh, I'm just going to be so lame. Like, <laughs> no. I'm just going to be by myself. Like, nobody's going to know who I am. But I remember, I will never forget, it was right after my college move-in day. My roommate had, like, her sister was getting married that day, so she wasn't even in the room the first night. And... 
I just sat on my bed. My mom had left. You know, that was real sobering. Because me and my mom, I was attached to the heart with my mom and my bro. And so I was just like, oh my gosh, like I live here by myself. <laughs> and so I sat, I sat on my bed and I just literally was like, God, I give you my college years. And this is like chi that's not even like all the way like serious, serious about God. This is like chi that just watches a couple of sermons that her Bible collects does. But I was just like, God, like I give you my college years. And, you know, I don't know what college is going to be like for me. But, you know, I just trust that, you know, I'm going to have a good experience. And like, y'all, when I tell you that within that first semester, I had made so many doggone new friends. Like, I knew so many different people. And it was just because I was willing and open to just... Honestly, being nice will take you a long way. Like, just being nice and respectful to everyone will take you a long way. Like, literally, I was just open to just talking to different people. I was interested in meeting people of different cultures, different ethnic backgrounds, all of that. And then... Moving into my second semester, me really finding the group of people that I really felt like I was supposed to do like life with was just a beautiful thing. And it helped when I did make mistakes throughout my college career to have people to kind of build you up. Like none of my friends ever, like, you know, was like, oh, man, now you trash because you did this. Or, you know, my drama was on Instagram. Like they never did any of that. Yeah. You know, it was never any subtweets in my, uh, calling me out yeah. you know it was uh, it was strictly like if we had an issue we came to each other if we had a problem we talked about it and it's so important that you have healthy friendships and healthy relationships in college because without those relationships like college is going to suck because you never want to do college alone mm-hmm. like you always want to do it with somebody that's always fighting for you in your corner or like that you can have fun with and mm-hmm. joke with and you know yeah, so college friends are so important. Friends are very important. Yes. Um, when I was at state, I came to state with my best friends. So I came in with Lexus and Tyrell, mm-hmm. TJ, um, and I came in with um Darrell, and I came in with um with a, like a couple of people from my high school. Mm-hmm. But when I transferred to uh, UAB, I didn't know nobody but my cousin mm-hmm. slash roommate. Um, so like I legit came in like, you know, like low key, like by myself, hockey by myself. I didn't know nobody at the school, nobody in my classes. So yeah, just to be at this point now where I'm like surrounded by like family, mm-hmm. like well, friends who I call family, like, mm-hmm. like legit, like my sisters mm-hmm. and my brothers, like it's just a blessing because like they helped me, like they helped to carry me in the moments where I couldn't carry myself, mm-hmm. they helped to pray for me in the moments where I was, like, too weak to pray for myself. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like, you really do. Like, the friends that you make in college is, like, so important to, like, really help you. Because even in college, like, you are trying to figure out who you are, what you like, what you want to be. Mm-hmm. And you have these people and these influences around you that help to shape you. So, like, the people that you... I want to say people that you pick, but the people that you basically pick in college are like the people that help to shape your experiences. If you pick trash friends, that junk can like ride you into like the rest of your life. So now that you're an adult in the real world, like all you have is the the harm and the scars from your trash friends or like that's what anything you pick a trash boyfriend. Like so you go into every relationship with like this trash mentality. So making making sure that you're wise with your friends and 
just understanding like how important that they are in your life and even like distinguishing between like everybody that you meet like don't necessarily have to be your friend like some people can just be an associate i just like hanging out with you from time to time but you don't have to be like in my my core i spill my yeah to you yeah like some people can be like girl i just love when we go get coffee or i just love when we go mm-hmm. to the mall together on occasion yeah. but it's not like oh girl let me tell you what happened last night let me girl, tell you about my soul yeah, yeah like it don't but just like distinguishing that that you can have like different levels of friendships um in college and even those ones that like not in your core relationship that they can be like super vital to you too because sometimes it's just like man i just need a, a comedic relief like let me go Text so and so so we can go to the mall and hang out mm-hmm. so we can go. She like basketball. Let me see if she want to go to the game with me. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I'm saying. Friendship is vital. It helps yeah. to get you through the rough times. Facts. So you need friends, fam. Factuals. And I guess this kind of goes into the life is what you make it. Life is what you make. Yeah, like college life is basically what you make it. Yeah. Like. If you want your college experience to be boring, then be boring. Like, sit in your room, go to class. Do nothing. Do nothing. Don't be involved in anything. You know, don't talk to anyone. Go to class. Go back to your room. Eat your food. You know, and, and let it be boring. Like, let it be what you want it to be. But if you want your college experience to be vibrant and you want to get to know people and meet people, get involved. Like, join an organization. Like, meet people. Like... You know, and, and be wise in doing it too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you know, just like how Bree said it, like, not everybody's going to be your best friend. Mm-hmm. Like, there's going to be some people that I literally are your study friends. Like, Thanks. you only fool yeah. with them when it comes to a class. Yeah. And you, you're going to have people who are just like, you know, your sports friends. Mm-hmm. Like, I have people that I know would be down to go to any game any day of the week. You know what I mean? Thanks. Or yeah. go to any, you know, um, any, like, social event any day yeah. of the week because that's just stuff that they like. But I also have my friends that when I don't feel like really being around people, this and who these I are call, people yeah. who I really can deal with right now, I have those friends too. And so just being mindful that, you know, college really is what you make it. If you mm-hmm. see yourself being a very involved person or seeing yourself doing a lot and making a difference on your campus, then get involved. Get to Meet people. Be open. Be nice. Being nice, I'm telling you, will take you a long way in college. Oh it will take you a long way. Yeah. Like you can ask my roommate. My roommate was so tired. Like, me and my roommate had, like, my roommate, which is now my best friend, like, we had very different freshman experiences. Like, my roommate was very, she wasn't closed off, but my roommate is a more, well, my best friend, Key, is a, um, she's more introvert. So, mm-hmm. it takes time. She's an amazing person, but it takes her time to, you know, get to know a person mm-hmm. or, you know, be close to them. Whereas, for me, I'm just like, hi, my name is Chi. <laughs> What's yours? <laughs> oh, you know. Like, and at that point, I used to, I mean, it's our dorm room. We all live in the same dorm. So, I'm like, y'all should, y'all should come visit me in my dorm. Like, yeah. my room. Come hang out with me. <laughs> and so, people used to not, I kid you not. And then, I would invite, this is me. And I see, this is why I love her so much. Because she, she fooled me when I used to be low-key kind of trash. No. I would, I would invite people to our room and not even be in our room when I invite them. And so, people would be knocking on our door and be like, is she here? And she's like, no. 
And she was like, well, can you away. tell her that? Well, can you tell her that she's here? And she'll be like, okay. You had a key taking door messages. Key would take door messages for the kid. Like, I would just be, and it's not like I would just be like, oh, I'm like in the building. No, the kid will be gone. Like, no. the kid will be at the mall with somebody. Or I'd be like at some basketball game. No. And people be like, is she here? She told me, is she going to be? She's not here. Oh, well, can you tell her to come to room such and such and such? Like, literally, the worst. But you know, I digress. <laughs> life, like, literally, college life, just like your life, period, is literally what you make it. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah, girl, that's my little soul box. That's good. Like, college is what you make it. I'm so weak. I wrote on the board, life is what you make it. <laughs> Basically. College is definitely what you make it. Um, and I would say even just to piggyback off Chi, like, I know I had, like, plans for how I wanted my college experience to look like. It did not pan out that way. And, like, that's perfectly okay. Like, that's perfectly fine. Like, if college, like, okay, like, let's say you had this whole, like, roadmap to, like, what you wanted your life to look like in college. Okay, you're going to have the 20, 28 inches. The hair is going to be touching your booty crack like just all this stuff is gonna be blowing in the wind you're gonna be the girl on campus all the dudes gonna want you blah 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 yada 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 and it don't pan out like that and you end up leading bible studies okay. <laughs> and, and, you be, bible studies. and you be in church all the time uh-huh. and you like to go to the mall and thrill stores and stuff like that's like it's okay like that's yeah. your that's your identity well, I ain't gonna say the shot any, but yeah. like that's how it panned out basically. And yeah. if that's the college experience that you got, and that's the college experience that works for you, like it's cool. Do like it. do it, what you enjoy. Do what you enjoy, yeah. fam. Don't let nobody put their experiences and their expectations on you, and mm. then you try to like live up okay. to that jump, and you stressing out, and your edges is falling out because okay. you trying to like live up to and like you in your room crying all the time because somebody not- else dream. Like this like, is not even what I want. You are do. not even living out your life hey. for you. Like oh my gosh, like this is. Huh, this just hit me on spiritual level. <laughs> I'm so Because, bad. like, for me, especially coming into college, like, I felt like, and I love my siblings. My siblings are the absolute best. Come and on, Orgy family. You know, Orgy gang, what's up? <laughs> but, you know, like, my siblings were like, I'm not even trying to amp. Like, in, like, in Tuscaloosa, they both went to Alabama. And they were, in Tuscaloosa, my, my siblings were hot fire flames. No. And I'm no gas. <laughs> like, you can ask them, you can ask people that went to school with them. Like, my siblings were... Hot fire flames. Like, everybody knew them. And so, like, for me, going into college, especially because I didn't go to their university, I felt like I had to be like them, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, me watching and looking on social media of the people that I guess I can say I aspire to be like, Mm -hmm. you know, it was what Brie had described, you know, the long weaves and the cute homecoming photos Mm -hmm. and they're dating somebody and, you know, they're... They're, um, you know, they go out to all these parties Mm -hmm. and, you know, and stuff like that. So I felt like that had to be me and, you know, and they know, and I know that my (laughs) college experience was completely different. I realized my freshman year, my very first semester, I went to a Q party and I realized I hated parties (laughs) with a passion. I would rather just, it be a group of people and we all just come together and chill and Mm -hmm. kick it than be in a club where I spend a whole bunch of money to sweat out whatever makeup I just put on my face to sweat out whatever leave out i just flat ironed you know 
And just be, and I, I just felt like all of that was pointless just to take one Instagram photo that I'm going to post the next night Babe. in hopes that, that over 200 people would like it. Like, I was just like, I refuse to live my life like that. And so, learning off of the rip, I realized I don't really like parties that much. I literally only went to two parties my it was entire a college. <laughs> and then the sad thing was, the party that everybody, even to this day, a lot of people still talk about this one party. Um, it was an alpha party. Like, that was one of the best parties that they had ever thrown probably in the history of their entire chapter. And I still didn't even enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was just like, oh my gosh. Like, bruh. This ain't for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I had to be real with myself. Like, be real with yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't feel like you're ready to date, don't date just because everybody in your family found they dude in college. Thanks. Like, you don't need your missus degree, bro. Get your real degree and the rest will come. Thanks. Like, be true to who you are in college. Like, that's the most important thing. Don't feel pressure just because of other people's expectations of you to be this type of girl or mm-hmm. this type of dude in college. Like, if you a good dude and you don't really like fooling with a whole bunch of different girls at the same time, don't, don't do it. <laughs> Do please, oh God, please! All of the all of the men that are listening to this, do not do it because that one girl that you really like is gonna appreciate you just being faithful to her. Like you know what I mean? Be yourself. Be yourself. Okay. Be. We can't stress this enough. Be yourself. Like, don't try. Stop trying to be like everybody else. Just be yourself in college. Like you will enjoy it so much more. When you're just your true self. Because the most sobering thing is you went through four, maybe five years of college being somebody else. And you get out of college. And now you have to face the fact that you actually have to start now trying to be yourself. And your life is going to suck because you left about four years of your life being one thing. And you're not even that real person in real life. Because... Honestly, for some people, college can be a false sense of reality mm-hmm. because the, all of their time being there, they were, they were, I guess you can say, praised or people liked them for being somebody else instead of being themselves. And then they leave college and they feel some type of way mm-hmm. or they're, you know, whatever, depressed or they're struggling with depression because they no longer, they no longer have all the attention that they had prior yeah. to getting into college. Mm-hmm. So... Be yourself, my guys. Be yourself. Man, like, I really wish somebody would have told me that the thing, like, really, the things that you really need to know before. Okay. Or why you in college or before college. Because, like, I didn't know that, like, starting out. Like, I was like, okay, let's be what everybody else wants me to be. Whether mm-hmm. it was, like, friends or, like, whether it was society or, like, pressure from social mm-hmm. networks and stuff like that. So, yeah, I really wish somebody would have said be yourself. It would have saved me a lot of heartache, okay. a lot of headaches. Me too. Uh, a lot of burnt leave out and trying okay. to fit in with the crowds. And wasted time. Wasted time. And trash meals. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. Well, you guys, I guess that's that's the end of our topic for today, what they don't tell you in college. All right. All right, and so, you guys, we're closing it out. And as we close out, of course, we have to do our final five. And so, this week, it was my turn. It's so, turn. 
Um, basically, I'm just gonna let you guys into what I feel like the Lord has kind of been showing me um in this past week in my quiet times. And so, what I've been doing is lately I have been trying to read the whole chapter, if not part a good amount of the chapter of whatever the verse of the day was mm-hmm. from the Bible app, from the Bible app or whatever. And so, um. A couple of days ago, it was Psalm 119, verse 11, mm-hmm. and it says, I have hidden your word in my heart that mm-hmm. I might not sin against you. And when I saw that, I was like, ooh, okay, all right. <laughs> and so I had to go back and really look at what the Bible was saying or what, what, what David was saying in that scripture. And for those of you guys who know, 119 is one of the longest psalms. It might as well just be a whole book. But, <laughs> you know, it's whatever. And so, like, Psalm 119 is an extremely long song, but it's like a process in which David is dialoguing with God. And what I got from that psalm was, from reading this whole song, well, not the whole song, but most of the song, mm-hmm. was, like, he uses a lot of words like commands and decrees and orders. And for me, like, just from how I was raised, hearing words like commands and, de- mm-hmm. and like, orders... It just part of my skin, my body just starts to itch because, mm-hmm. like, I think of like a dictator or somebody who's like wagging their finger at me, telling me what to mm-hmm. do. And one thing you you not gonna do, is tell me what to do. I'm the worst, but it's whatever, <laughs> you know. But like, and and it just it tenses me up because I've I've experienced people who didn't really always use authority well, mm-hmm. and so. What I felt like the Lord had said when I was just wondering, like, why did he keep on using things like orders and commands was like, I really felt like the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, like, a lot of people or he was really talking to me. He was just like, they need to. What did he say? Oh, I don't want to misquote him. But he basically was just like, people need to stop using God's word as a suggestion for their life, but an actual command. And what it's saying, and when I thought of that, it wasn't just like the, how people say, oh, well, these are these list of rules, like you can't smoke, drink, mm-hmm. you know, cuss, have sex before marriage. All this stuff. I was thinking about things like God's promises, mm-hmm. like the word of God that said, like, we shouldn't worry. And for me, and like, we should trust in the Lord and different things like this. And for me, I struggle so much with anxiety that I always used to read like uh, Luke 12, uh, it was like Luke 12, verse like 22 to 31, which was like the do not worry mm-hmm. from like the Sermon on the Mount. I was just to read that, but I never looked at it as God telling me like, chief, don't worry. Yeah. Like your life is not meant to be full of worry or anxiety or, yes. you know, trust or forgive or trust in the Lord or, ha- or have faith. Like I used to look at these and like, okay, well, God's just telling me I yeah. should do Aww. these. Cute suggestion. Cute suggestion. <laughs> Thanks God for the suggestion, but I'm going to go freak out and have her yeah. in this corner. No. Like, God is basically telling me, like, look, Chi, don't worry. Mm-hmm. Like, trust. Trust me. Like, you know, like, have faith. Like, literally, keep praying. Like, ask and seek, and it will be given to mm-hmm. you. Like, these are not things that God is suggesting us as his people to do. But he's, in fact, basically saying, like, do these things. Mm-hmm. Because when somebody's telling you to do something, especially a loving father like the Lord, like he's saying it from a place of love because he knows the end result on the other side. Yeah. And so I don't know who's listening to this, but you may be dealing with anxiety or you may be dealing with something or even unforgiveness. When God says forgive, he's not suggesting, oh, you should forgive yeah. somebody because it's, it's going to make you feel good. No, he's saying do these things because there's 
there is life on the other side of that. Like, don't worry because there's life on the other side of that. Like, forgive the person that's offended you. Forgive your father. Forgive whoever, you know, has done something to you, whether they've hurt you. They've, they've, they've even cross the boundary they shouldn't have forgive that person because there is life on the other side that that through that the lord may be glorified in you like you know what i mean and so i don't know who this is for but i think a lot of us a lot of times we look at the bible as or we look at especially the things god tells us to do as suggestions but look at it as a father giving you an uh, authoritative command or order because he knows what can happen by you obeying him and and really saying yes to him in certain situations and he knows the life on the other side of that so that's my little final five for you guys that was good so so yeah but that was like super good i completely agree and i just like like you just really don't look at it from the point of like you look at his commands or the commandments and like that's the only thing that you uh really look at through the lens of like this is what you need to do but like when like you said like when it's stuff like don't worry like worry can't add nothing to your life blah blah blah. um we look at it like oh Thank you, God. Thanks, God, for telling me not to worry. Thank you so much. But it's like, I don't know. It's like, I don't know, like, taking what he, like, the word is true. Like, the word ain't gonna never change. The word is truth in the word. You're right. It's the same forever and ever and ever. I don't know. So just taking, like, what he says as valid, as real, as something that can actually change your life. And like you said, not as a suggestion and just some just to kind of like soothe us in the moment but like as an actual command like this is what i need you to do i just feel like this amen and so we love you guys we thank you guys for tuning in to the charity podcast we hope that you guys have an amazing week the flip side Alright, get it, please, please, please. <laughs> Bye.